Hey there, my friends. Welcome to the Links to Messiah podcast, where we are passionate about teaching our children all about the connections between the Old and New Testament. I'm your host, Rachel Links Kushner, also known as the Chief Enthusiasm Officer of Links to Messiah. And I am so thrilled to have you join us today. Come along and discover how your family and children can grow in their faith as you discover the beautiful links that God reveals throughout Scripture about the history of His people and His Son, Jesus, our Messiah. So Renee Annette Wallace is our guest today. She has a master's in Messianic Jewish theology and is currently earning her doctorate. Now, my daughter is actually doing the same thing, and I know what a huge undertaking that is. So congratulations on pursuing that. That is no joke. Renee and I have never met, but I discovered you, if you will, as I was curating products for... um, the links to Messiah subscription boxes. And I came across several of these beautiful books that you've written this whole Zoe discovers series. I have a bunch of them here. So um, like I said, we've never met. So I'm excited for this conversation and what we get to learn from you today. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited too. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to learning more about your subscription boxes too. I have some small grandchildren. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's interesting because a lot of grandparents loved gifting the boxes to their grandchildren for for their Mm -hmm. whole family to partake in. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, the first thing I want to know about you, Renee, is give me a little bit of insight as to the origin of how these books, how did these books get started for you? Wow. Um, I, when I got my master's degree, I thought, you know, now that I have my education, you know, cause sometimes we think we're done and God isn't done, but we think we're done. So I said, well, now that I have my education, I'm going to write a theological treatise on Messianic Judaism for Christians. And I'm going to write this serious book and people are going to take me seriously. And it's going to make all this difference. And I had a mentor that was helping me to write and publish. And and she said, I think you should write children's books. And I thought, well, I never thought about that. I'll be praying about it. And as soon as I prayed about it and I asked the Lord, I said, um, I, this was the first one Passover. And I said, "Uh, Lord, if you want me to write these, uh, this book, actually, it was just this book at the time, you're going to have to give me an outline because I'm, I have no idea. I've never written a children's book. And he has written every one of these books. And in, in, in 30 minutes, I had it all uh, pretty much written out, not all the dialogue, but you know what I mean? Like I knew what, was gonna, what I was going to do. I was just going to say, when, when it happens that fast, when an idea comes together that quickly and is formulated and you can execute it quickly... We know that's of God. <laughs> yes, amen, amen. And so it just was uh, uh, quickly, and I learned how to self-publish right away um, on Amazon. So once my mentor taught me through that, walked me through that, and um, and she also did the dedication in the Passover. So <clears throat> so then I did all the all the remaining. There there are the the six books. So five of the five of the holidays and one Hanukkah. 
Hanukkah. Yes, all the feasts and then Hanukkah. I have every single one of them. And I love following Zoe's adventures because I think you do such a good job in the book of, or books of, you know, taking all of the traditions and just weaving them right in the story. Like they're like, it's, they should have been there all along. Yes. Amen. Well, let, let's jump into, I really am looking forward to learning from you today. And I want to know, you know, we all know how important it is to teach our children the Bible. That That is not a new concept. But why is it important in your mind to introduce kiddos to the Old Testament so that it's a foundational thing for their lifelong hopefully relationship with Jesus. Right, right. It it is so very important. I'd like to start by saying that the Jewish tradition is called door la door, which is generation to generation. And so what what they're already teaching us in the Jewish people, I'm not Jewish, but what Jewish people and the Jewish tradition is teaching us is that generation to generation is how we pass things on. So if we want our children to really know God, they need to know God from Genesis to Revelation, not just, you know, Matthew to Revelation. And how often people have a um, kind of an abbreviated understanding of who Jesus is because they don't realize that Jesus was Jewish, lived in a Jewish context, had a Jewish um you know, background, upbringing, everything he lived was the Jewish holidays. So if we want to know more and understand Jesus, that's why. So that's why I was going to write my big fancy book that I never got to. I just went right to the kids books, you know, and it's been, to be honest, it's been really much more fun. And, um, I, the biggest, I've got two really big, um, responses that, that stick with me. And um, one was uh, handing a set of books to a little girl and her eyes just lighting up and feeling that that joy of, of realizing I was passing on this information. And then the second was actually an, an older woman. She's 80. Uh, her, her father went to the concentration camp and her mother would not allow her to do anything Jewish her whole life. And so after... Uh, so she grew up and here she is 80 and she reads the Passover book and she wrote the beautiful review. And it turns out she goes to my actual, goes to my church. So I met her in person. I mean, the whole thing, it's just so wonderful. But she said, I now understand my Jewish roots. I I've never known it. So now I'm connected. So anyway, those are just a couple of really great testimonies that were, that had really ministered to me. Yeah, it's, be- it's beautiful. And I love what you said about generation to generation, because that is something that I love so much about all the Jewish holidays. You know, we're sitting around a table almost always, and we have babies and aunties and cousins and grandmas and grandpas and all the ages. And I love that tradition of handing it from one generation down yes, to the next. It's, yes. it's critical. It's uh-huh. critical. And that's, yes, it is. You know, you have, everybody likes to hang out in the kitchen, right? That's where we all end up. We're all, we're all around food. Yes. That's where the hearth, I think it, they call it the hearth, right? <laughs> right, right. Hey friends, I am interrupting this podcast for just a quick moment. 
I wanted to let you know that we have a lot of free resources available for you over at linkstomessiah.com. If you click on the resources tab, you're going to find a lot of goodies. We have a blog and we have a story time where I love to read some wonderful books out loud for your children. And we always have seasonal free activities. So head on over to linkstomessiah.com. You can check out all the goodies. You can also easily hop over there by looking at the show notes. And now back to the Links to Messiah podcast. So how would you say the Jewish feasts that are mentioned in the Old Testament, and of course in the New Testament as Jesus celebrated them, but why do you think that those are important and play a role in shaping a kid's understanding of Jesus and and his whole earthly ministry? Well, I think, you know, children have just as much need as adults for solid, I know it's going to sound like kind of solid theology. And what, what what we mean when we say that is, we need to know who God is. We need to know. And so if, if Jesus comes on the scene to save our sins and he saves the world from their sins, and that's all we really know, do we even really know Jesus? We need to know his background. We want to know how he lived. And so for children to be able to see, oh, look how, for example, look how Israel made a mistake, but God still loved her and God still blesses her and God still calls her back. Well, if I make a mistake, is God still going to love me? Am I going to still be forgiven? So that those are that's just one example of how we need to show them all the ways that God provided for, forgave, you know, issued grace, you know, practiced grace with Israel in the same way he practices grace and mercy to us today. And and it's like you said, Dora Dora, just remembering those things, rehearsing all those events. And this is so big to me. The Passover is such a big deal. If a child sees how Israel was in bondage, God, you know, redeemed them, pulled them out. And, and, uh, and then there's the, the, the lamb and all of that, you know, the sin, the blood of the lamb. And then here's about Jesus being, you know, our sacrifice lamb and the blood takes away the sin. There's going to be this aha moment and it's all going to make sense. And they're going to see the same God that you can depend on in the old Testament is the same God that has come to us in the new. Just, I mean, grownups need to know it too. I actually wrote the books kind of hoping that grownups would hear, you know, while they were reading it to their kids. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, I know like when my children were small and I would read the Bible to them, you know, the kids' Bible, I would say, oh, there's some things I didn't realize. You know, we learn things through different lenses. Yes. But I liked how talked about um, having a solid theology. That is crucial. And I think as you described that, to me, it just uh, imparts a deeper and a richer understanding of our heritage. And as you described Passover, then when children are taking communion at church, they have the story behind it all and an, a greater, deeper understanding of it. Yes. So I think that's hugely yeah. important. Yeah. So, okay. Can we jump into Hanukkah for a Sure, minutes? sure. Okay. 
Okay, right. let's talk about that. Let's talk about so, it. So, let's talk about it. So, can you share? Monica. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got it too. Um, share with us the significance of Hanukkah in the Jewish faith, but also how it relates to to your belief in Jesus. Okay, great. So, so the story of Hanukkah, for anyone that doesn't know, real quick, uh, recap is that the uh, Jewish people were being oppressed by the Greeks and there was a, um, a prohibition. You were not allowed to study the Torah or practice any of the um, the Shabbat or Sabbath uh, practices. And so there was a deep oppression. They desecrated the temple. So we can imagine that someone went into our church and, you know, just totally turned all of, all of the furniture and, put red paint on everything. I mean, we would just be devastated. They were even more devastated because the Greeks sacrificed a pig in the temple and they, they were worshiping their, their King instead of God. So all of that was happening. And a, a, a priestly family started a rebellion, a, a tiny family that had basically like sticks and stones compared to this awesome Greek army. God gave them victory. God brought the victory. Um, there was a note I wrote because I wanted to share this. There's a famous, uh, famous tradition. Sorry. I, I wanted to make sure that you, that I got to share this. Um, it's a tradition yeah, about, I, want to hear it. <laughs> I know as soon as I find it, um, a famous, famous song is called Mautzur. Uh, are you Jewish, Rachel? Okay. So Mautzur is a rock of ages. And part of this is my favorite line is when our own strength failed us, uh, you prevailed. His arm prevailed for us. And that, G, uh, not Jesus, but God is our salvation. Yeshua T. Yeshua being salvation and T being mine. So my salvation is God. God is my salvation. I mean, of yes, that totally relates to my faith. God is my salvation. I could never save myself. I could never redeem myself out of the oppression of sin and bondage. But God has been, you know, through Jesus has been able to, uh, in fact, affect that redemption and that salvation. And so to remember that, oh, the other thing is right after I wrote or right before I finished the Hanukkah book, my husband actually passed away of blessed memory. It's two years this month. And uh, so I still had to finish. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. And I still had to finish the Hanukkah book. And so I didn't have anyone to write the dedication. And I decided to write the dedication myself because I wanted people to realize, yes, I was in this difficult, painful time, but I knew that my husband and the Lord would want me to finish this book. It was the last one in the series. And um, so I was pushing through and God was giving me the energy, the grace, the, the strength to continue. And I was able to finish it. I think I fit, I think it was published on the last day of Hanukkah that year or something. So um, anyway, so, so praise the Lord for that. Well, I am so grateful you shared that. Um, I am very familiar with grief as of recently. And um, so I can, I can understand that. Oh, makes me, makes me cheer up, but you're so right that like God gave you a vision for these books. And I, I, 
what I'm comparing to what you said and shared is God gave me a vision for links to Messiah. And just because my son is not here, that I know where he is. And I know that God has given us both these missions that need to be completed. Amen. So I, I thank you for sharing that. I really do. Um, God bless you too. Oh boy. Now to to jump back to Hanukkah. No, but that was such a great um, summary of, of what Hanukkah is all about. So, well, for you, for you personally, how has celebrating Hanukkah enriched your, your own understanding of the connection between the old and new Testament? Um, it's really uh, just that con- that continuity, uh, realizing the same God that, uh, even though, uh, by the way, Hanukkah doesn't even appear in the Old Testament because it happened between the Testaments. So the only time we hear about Hanukkah is, I think it's John 10, when Jesus goes into the temple during the Feast of Dedication, which of course is Hanukkah. And so... So for me, it's a time, Hanukkah, it, it, it happens about six months after um, the high holidays. And the high holidays is a time of kind of purification and reflection and confession and repentance. But then Hanukkah is almost like a, a middle point where you can check yourself again and say, you know, I need to rededicate. I need to rededicate my life. I need to make sure that, you know, there aren't any cobwebs here and just brush out any you know, little bad habits or maybe even go and seek forgiveness for someone, you know, something I said to someone or whatever. So Hanukkah for me is just a, that continuation of, of walking with God and being dedicated to God. And as the Feast of Dedication and bringing God into the home, I, I now, after my husband passed away, a family moved in as a roommate. And so I have this family of four and I'll be, you know, introducing them to all the holidays. And they just uh, celebrated Sukkot with me again. So we have a beautiful sukkah and we were able to to go out and eat in the sukkah. And, and I have an etrog and a lulav. If anybody doesn't know what that is, check my book on the Feast of Booths. <laughs> but yeah, it was such a blast. It's such a blessing to be able to share that with them. Yeah, it's really, really fun. I'm excited to hear that you have a family living with you. I think that's wonderful, you know, wonderful to be surrounded with people. Yes. But it might be feel very quiet. So, yes. Um, and I love that you were able to celebrate Sukkot together. Oh, and like being outside and eating. And it's, it's such a fun, fun thing. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you balance, if you will, you know, teaching the old and teaching the new because we want to ensure that our children, our students, whoever it is that we're teaching, mm-hmm. really understand the the continuity and the significance of Jesus's role in both. So what's your go-to on, on how to balance that? Well, I have a, a great resource. Um, uh, flamefoundation.org has a Torah reading schedule. And in that schedule, they 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 tell you what all every Jewish person in synagogue is reading in Torah every week, and then what they're reading for their Haftorah, which is also called a prophets. So they read something from the first five books and something from the, uh, the second section of the uh, Old Testament. I, I like to use Hebrew scriptures, but you could say Old Testament because we all know what that is. And they also give us a reading from the New Testament. And so that just pulls all three 
of the sections of scripture together, the Torah, the prophets, and the New Testament. And that really helps me to stay balanced. I do have a teaching ministry uh, where Christians from around the city, the town I live in, a very small town in Southern Nevada, and they come from many different denominations and we um, meet together to do that, to read through that Torah, uh, Prophets, and New Testament. And so um, that's how I balance it. I always make sure we get to the New Covenant scriptures so that people can see, look at how this relates to that. This relates to that. You, if you can't really understand the New Testament unless you go back and look at the Old Testament because it all is connected. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that resource. I'm going to check that out myself. That's very cool. Okay, so let's just get down to practicalities as we we wrap up. I like to keep these conversations, you know, kind of short so parents can listen. (laughs) But what are are some like really just practical down to earth ways that parents and educators can incorporate these Old Testament lessons and stories into a spiritual upbringing? Now, of course, they can purchase all of your books. We got that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a really great idea. <laughs> um, and by the way, I wanted I want to offer a, a promo code for anybody that hears this podcast. If they just say, if they email me at entertheblessings at gmail.com and say promo code podcast, that's all they have to say, then um, they can get a 25% off on, on the whole set. So if they're interested, I will be sure to put that in our show notes. And it's just promo code podcast, because I want to appreciate your listeners and you. And, and um, I'm, I'm kind of sad you already have all my books because I was going to send them to you. But if you didn't get all of them, I'll make sure you have every one. So we'll talk later. Well, Renee, a little secret. Uh, I haven't told you this, but I would actually really like to include one of your books in one of my boxes. Oh, we'll talk. Okay. We will definitely talk. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) All righty. Um, another, uh, just another resource, even though it's for grownups is Barney Kasdan's God's appointed times, uh, just for good background information. And then when, when, uh, Leviticus 23 is your go-to scripture. And what I highly recommend is that each parent write, find out when those uh, holidays are. And I actually would recommend that they find a Messianic synagogue to visit because Messianic synagogues are usually really good about having a children's program during the holidays. And then their kids are and there. That's going to be a real hands off, easy. That's an easy solution. But not everybody has a Messianic synagogue nearby. So if you don't, then my recommendation is that when you when you read the scripture with your kids, you have them draw a picture of what they're reading. You find out from maybe from from this book, for example, or from one of my books, what's the standard food and make it. Uh, if, for example, uh, the New Year standard food is to eat apples with honey, and then you talk about having a sweet year with the Lord and the sweetness of God and the sweetness of His Word, so that kind of thing—it's easy, and um, you know, it just yeah. And then my children were not Jewish; they grew up in a Messianic synagogue, and so the, the blessing was that they now have this heart for Israel that a lot of their contemporaries they unfortunately are confused about Israel 
Um, but my kids are not confused and I, and I don't want any of your listeners' kids to be confused either. Yeah. Israel is still the apple of God's eye. Yes. Yes. So important to hear today. Yes. Mm. Thank you. Those are really uh, very simple ways that parents and educators can do things. You can do a quick Google search and find out what the food is yes. and figure out how to make yes. it. That's very simple. Super easy. That's a great yeah. And to go back to Leviticus 23. Beautiful. Good, good suggestions. Um, okay. Last question real okay. quick. What's your favorite Jewish holiday and why? Oh. Like, give me the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, my favorite... Uh... I guess it is Passover. I mean, that's so standard. Like everybody loves Passover because it's so fun. It's so, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's fun. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's so many interesting lessons woven throughout the traditions, and um, you've got the whole uh, gospel of Jesus right there at the Passover table, um, and to to realize that that He came for us during that time. So I think that's my favorite, but truly my second favorite is Yom Kippur, the day of atonement because of the, the, the quiet reflective time of really yeah, checking your heart and really humbling ourselves. We don't have a holiday like that in the church. We've got lots of happy holidays, you know, Christmas, Easter, et cetera, et cetera, but we don't really have that reflective holiday. Some people use good Friday, but it's not the same. Yom Kippur is an awesome 24-hour time of, of affliction. It even says in the Bible for the Jews to afflict themselves. So I just find that a very meaningful and deep holiday for me personally. I hope I was quick enough. <laughs> That was great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Well, we will be sure to link in the show notes where people can purchase your, your book. Thank you. And thank you for your time today. It's a pleasure to meet you. I know that we will be speaking again in the future because I have. Some All right. Sounds great. So. <laughs> it's really, really exciting to meet you too. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Renee. Thank you for being a part of the links to Messiah podcast family. Your support means the world to us, and your feedback and engagement keep us going strong. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's continue growing this incredible community together. Until next week, keep reading the Bible to your children, keep their curiosity burning, and keep coming back for more tips to anchor your child's faith to Jesus, our Messiah. This is your host, Rachel Links Kushner signing off with a big smile and a heart full of gratitude.